Welcome to All Things Leadership, a podcast led by an everyday leader for everyday leaders, where together we will explore and discover the true meaning of leadership. My mission is to leave you inspired, motivated, and excited to become a better leader at home, at work, and everywhere in between. I'm your host, Jamie Smith. Now let's talk leadership. Hey leaders, how are y'all today? Hopefully you are all doing well. I am super excited to be here today and I'm ready to talk to you guys about some self-care. So last week we got into what it means to lead ourselves and this week we are going to dive into self-care, which to me is really the root of leading ourselves well. You can't lead yourself well without taking care of yourself first. So that's what we're going to talk about today in depth. Self-care literally means care for oneself. And if you're someone that immediately thinks that I'm about to talk about things like bubble baths or some frilly way of taking care of yourself, or maybe you think of self-care as a selfish thing, stay with me because it is really so much more than bubble baths and actually quite the opposite of selfish. And this is some important stuff if you truly want to be the best version of yourself. Okay, so here's one of my favorite quotes on self-care, and I think it really sheds light on how self-care is not just about ourselves. Self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you. Let's talk about this. Many of us just go through the motions every day, checking things off our to-do lists or not, maybe feeling like there is something missing. Maybe we are exhausted or we might be burnt out. We just keep on keeping on, though, without any real sense of fulfillment or purpose. At some point, we have to ask ourselves, what kind of experience is this creating for those around me? Because remember, We are influencing people around us whether we like it or not, and whether we want to or not. I can pretty much assume that the version of yourself that is stressed, exhausted, overwhelmed, the end of the rope you, is not who you wish you were doling out to your friends and family or your coworkers. But guys, it is 100% natural for us to all feel stressed out sometimes, or to be exhausted, or to feel burnt out. I mean, the world we live in makes it dang near impossible to not get angry or sad sometimes or overwhelmed, especially with the insane amount of information we take in on a daily basis. This makes self-care that much more important. So if you are still sitting over there thinking that self-care is not for you, then I want us to consider for a moment what not taking care of ourselves could look like or maybe already does in some ways. It's self-sabotage, self-injury, self-belittling, self-centeredness, inattentiveness, and negligence. No one listening to this podcast can honestly tell me that you aspire to be any of those things as a leader of your best self or that these types of behaviors are admirable in others. So if we put self-care and self-sabotage up against each other, it's happiness versus anger and frustration. It's having a clear mind versus feeling foggy. It's living intentionally healthy versus living conveniently unhealthy. It's having the energy you need and want versus feeling burnout and lethargic all the time. And it's being well-rested versus too darn tired to give energy to the people we love. 
We can't pour from an empty cup, right? I mean, come on, we all want to be happy, healthy, rested, and peaceful, right? So we have to invest in ourselves and live happily knowing that it is for the greater good of everyone. If you start to do your own research, be prepared to find a bunch of different areas of self-care out there. I think it's important to mention each area today, but I think it's even more important to simplify this and dive deep into the four main areas. Here are some examples of the bunches of different types of self-care you can find out there, though. Physical, emotional, psychological, social, spiritual, professional, environmental, and financial. The four main areas from those, though, are emotional, having to do with your heart, physical, having to do with your body, psychological, having to do with your mind, and spiritual, being connected to a greater good or a higher power. I want to give you some examples, though, or ideas for how you can easily engage in these different types of self-care, starting with physical self-care. There is no one-size-fits-all for how much sleep you should get, but the recommendation we most hear of is to get at least eight hours. I tend to function well on seven hours. The important thing is knowing how many hours you need to function at your best. Another important piece of physical self-care is movement. Just move your body. You could go for a walk. You could dance it out in your living room. You could play Ring Fit Adventure on Nintendo Switch like I do sometimes. It's actually really fun. It's like a game where you run through these different levels with obstacles and you fight monsters with your strength, basically. It will wear you out for sure, but it's super fun and better than just running in place for me. I get bored with that. Another important piece of physical self-care is getting proper nutrients in your diet. Eat more vegetables and fruits. You want to do the world a favor? Plant some of your own. And that's actually a perfect example of environmental self-care. And you're spending time in nature, which is just good for your soul. So it's a win-win. When it comes to the part of physical self-care that requires us to watch our diets and eat healthier, this can be tough for some of us. If you are anything like me, my job doesn't really condone to a healthy diet very easily. I do a lot of traveling, so healthy home-cooked meals aren't always an option for me. And for this very reason, I am sure to take vitamins that give me those nutrients that I know I am lacking. Now let's get into emotional self-care. Here are some ways you can give energy to this area. By journaling and practicing gratitude, I want to share a tool with you guys called the 5-Minute Journal. You can find this journal at intelligentchange.com or on Amazon, but I think it's a little bit more expensive on Amazon. Some other ways to practice emotional self-care could be meditating, seeing a therapist or a life coach, which as a reminder, I am a master certified life coach that would love to help you on your journey towards becoming the best version of yourself. The last thing I want to mention about emotional self-care is be kind to yourself. We put ourselves through daily abuse without even realizing it. We say things to ourselves like, I can't do this, or I suck, or I'm not good enough for that. This is the opposite of self-care, y'all. We have to start being nice to ourselves and being our own cheerleaders. We believe ourselves more than we believe anyone else. So we should probably start saying things about ourselves and to ourselves that we want to be true. Now let's get into psychological self-care. Some examples of taking care of your mind would be doing things like meditating, practicing mindfulness, listening to a podcast like you're doing right now, so great job, 
And there are so many great podcasts out there that can help you with literally whatever area of your life you need help in. And reading books are, of course, another resource for you to take care of your mind. Like podcasts, you can find a book on anything, whatever your passion is or whatever area you want to grow in. I have heard so many leaders that I follow say the phrase, leaders are readers. And I believe this with all my heart. To be a great leader, you have to stay relevant, you have to be a learner, you have to stay inspired so that you have the capacity to inspire others. And listening to podcasts and reading books are two amazing ways to help you out there. Another great way of uh, taking care of your mind is just take a break from it all sometimes. Just try being idle. I know some of you are probably like, oh no, I can't sit still. And to you, I say, just try it. You can do it. You just have to want to do it. It's actually pretty vital to your health to slow down and just be still and be quiet sometimes. Idleness is paramount if you want to get any good work done. You have to give your brain that time to recharge. And doing this is said to be as important to your brain as vitamin D is to your body. If you don't know what deprivation of vitamin D to your body looks like, it can lead to fatigue, depression, mood changes, uh, bone pain, lots of fun stuff, yeah. So if getting a little sunshine and sitting still sometimes and embracing the quiet is what it takes to stay energized, happy, and balanced, sign me up. Okay, so now I want to talk about meditation and mindfulness for a minute. Meditation can seem very mystical or out of reach for a lot of us, especially us type A personalities. My mind is go, go, go all the time, and I have a very hard time slowing down. But if I can do it, anyone can. You just have to practice. Start small with just like three minutes a day. You would be amazed at what even those three minutes can do for you. Allow yourself to fail. That's okay. And it's part of it. I failed at first many times, but I didn't give up. Once it clicked for me, I felt like a new woman. And I was like, this is magical. It starts, though, with understanding what meditation is first and foremost. And it's a practice of focusing your mind for the purpose of really training your self-awareness and focusing on an object, a thought, or an activity to achieve a feeling of being just mentally clear and feeling calm and at peace. Mindfulness is very similar in that it is slowing down and being present and aware in the moment. But unlike meditation, where you might be choosing a thought to focus on, mindfulness, think of more as just us being aware of the thought that is already in our mind and focusing on the bodily sensations and feelings associated with that thought in that moment. The last area of self-care I want to talk about is spiritual self-care. This area at its very core means connecting to something that is bigger than you. And a book that I love that inspired me in this area is called The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. She is awesome and you should totally look her up if you don't know who she is, but definitely a good read if you're looking to become more connected spiritually. A piece of the book that really resonated with me was um, this little paragraph. So it says, The key to trusting in the universe's plan is to let go of all outcomes. When we get hung up about how something should turn out, then we disconnect with the flow of universal guidance. The energy behind a should mentality is controlling and manipulating. The universe does not align with that energy. 
Therefore, we cut off communication and receptivity. It's when we let go of the outcome that we open up our perceptual worldview and allow ourselves to be led. So basically, in the words of one of my favorite Disney princesses, let it go. We are not in control, no matter how bad we want to be or wish we were. And if we can relinquish that control to that higher power, whoever, whatever that is for you, then miracles will come to us. And miracles are already happening all around us every day. We just have to stop and appreciate them and make a conscious effort to look for them. One of the best places that you can look for miracles all around you all the time is in nature. Try spending some time in it. Walk outside barefoot and let your toes wiggle around in the grass. Sit outside with your cup of coffee in the morning and watch the sunrise. Go on a hike or a drive in a scenic area and just appreciate the landscape and appreciate the sky and the trees and all their beauty. If all of this spiritual self-care stuff is an area that you feel you need help in, you could talk with a spiritual advisor. And this could be anyone from a leader in your church to a tarot card reader even. It's whatever you subscribe to. Choose someone who aligns with your beliefs, and that's when making this type of connection in life will have the biggest impact. All right, so we've talked about the four main areas of self-care, but I do want to also talk about professional self-care. Because even though it is not necessarily one of the four main dimensions, our professional lives, let's be honest, take over a lot of our lives. Our work is the only part of our life that made the phrase work-life balance a thing. We have to understand how to create that balance, and creating boundaries is the key here. And you know, I find that very interesting, that there is no other area of your life that a phrase like work-life balance comes up. We don't say, I need to work on my family life balance. We say, I need to work on my work-life balance, when really work is just part of life not two separate lives. And that is what we're talking about today. All those different areas of our lives that create the overall balance in life we are longing for. It is not work-life balance. It is just a healthy balance in your life. Here are some ways you can put some healthy boundaries in place. Turn off your work mind after a certain time. Easier said than done, I know. Change where you are directing your energy. Your friends, your family, and yourself will thank you for it. If you are someone who struggles with this one and finds yourself cracking open the laptop on your couch with your family to continue working after an already long day of work, you may need to set some boundaries here. I used to be this person, and sometimes I fall back into it. Working from the time I opened my eyes in the morning until my eyeballs are bleeding at night from staring at a computer screen for so long. It took discipline for me to start closing the laptop and some serious self-reflection to realize how this type of workaholic behavior was affecting my mental health and how it was actually negatively affecting my work too. And it's worth noting that if you learn to do a good job of planning out your day ahead of time and you have set goals for what you want to accomplish each day, you tend to be more productive and have less of a need to crack open the laptop after hours. Here are some other things you could do to start practicing some professional self-care. Take your lunch breaks and don't work through them. 
Now, I am completely guilty of this one from time to time, but it doesn't help that I work in the restaurant industry, so it's just too easy when a lot of the time my desk is actually a dining room table. (laughs) Another thing you can do is take your vacations. Crazy enough, but there are actual people who skip their vacay time, whether intentionally or not, because they are too caught up in work and are not prioritizing the needed time away to recharge. Guys, this is something I had to self-reflect on recently. I realized I hadn't taken any time off from work since last December, and I have all of maybe three months to go ahead and take my two weeks of vacation time for the year. So this week, I took some action and planned a trip to Disney World. Because if there's one place on Earth you should go to when you're just tired of adulting, it's Disney World. And like a little kid, I am counting down the days. All right, so the very last and I believe to be the most important piece of professional self-care can be summed up into one or two questions. Is what I am doing and where I am spending more time than I do with my own family probably, is it meaningful and is it exciting work to me? Is it worth spending my precious time doing this in my life? When you can say yes to these questions, you are better off than many and sadly most people. It is more rare than it is common for people to say that they actually enjoy their work. This is such a sad thing. We need to find our purpose in life, and if what you are doing does not fill up your cup, so to speak, in any area, then you should start asking yourself, what does fill up your cup? And do more of that. The world needs more people like that. They make a more positive impact on everything and everyone around them. All right, guys, so I want to close out today's episode by letting you know about a book that I read recently called The Self-Care Prescription by Dr. Robin Gobin. She says, self-care means taking responsibility for your well-being in all the important areas of your life. It involves spending dedicated time getting to know who you are and what you need and then committing to giving yourself what you need to be happy, healthy, and fully present in your life. I'm going to include all the wonderful books I have mentioned in today's episode in the show notes because I certainly encourage you guys to check them out. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and are feeling inspired, motivated, and excited to start taking better care of yourself starting right now. Our future selves will thank us for it. You know what else your future self will thank you for? hitting subscribe or follow on my podcast. This way, you'll never miss out on an episode of All Things Leadership. Have a great week, everyone.